Thank you so much for hitting play on House Party. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button in your podcast app. That way you'll get every episode delivered to your device and you won't miss a thing. If you're feeling extra generous, please scroll down and give us a five-star rating or write a review. This helps with our discoverability on your podcast app, and that's awesome because we're always looking to grow our community of real estate heads. That's it. Let's get to the show. Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Hey guys, how are you doing right now? Well, I'm sheltered in place. Uh, I know Rachel is much the same. Yes. And I am as well. I think we're all looking for ways to not go stir crazy. And we've come up with a number of ways. I mean, ways that we've been practicing ourselves too. I know, Rachel, you told me about these great Netflix parties that you've been having. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're real ragers. Like um, the hot the hot ticket item, the, the hottest party this year. It's a Chrome extension. It might work with other browsers. I'm not sure. But I had downloaded this several months ago to be able to watch Netflix. You watch the stream together and it opens a chat bar on the side and you can chat while you're watching, snark on it, take, you know, pause and take bathroom breaks, refill your glass of wine. Um, and I hadn't used it that much, but now that everybody is social distancing and self-quarantining, I'm seeing a surge of my friends asking to do Netflix parties. So a couple nights this week, we fired that bad boy up and we watched some B-horror movies and, you know, snarked into the night mm. on uh, online. And it's just kind that of a way fun. to kind of stay connected with people virtually and and know that everybody's kind of in the same position as you. Um, and it's fun. Yeah, and that's the most important thing is just is just talking to someone besides yourself. Yes. <laughs> or your pet who can't talk back to you. Um, <laughs> Rachel, you also found the museum tours. Um, yeah, I can't take credit for that. Um, Southern Living did an article about uh, virtual museum tours that you can do. Some museums are offering free virtual tours. You can walk the Guggenheim spiral staircase in New York City via Google Street Mm. View. Um, Or you can go to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. So, Oh, cool. I wanted to go to that when we were there. Eric, what are you doing? Oh. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Aha. Just watching Netflix, like like everybody else. Uh, Netflix, uh, watching TV shows, reading books, not trying not to read the as much news uh, yeah try, trying to consume less of that and then on the the weekends just been kind of doing uh, genealogy research you know. oh yeah we that's were talking so about cool. that i think that's so cool what, like ancestry.com yeah there's a free site as well called family search uh and that's kind of how i started but then when this all came down uh you know we had to be inside i just broke down and, and paid the monthly subscription fee for ancestry and i don't know if i'm going to stick with it but yeah i found some other stuff that oh just other stuff that i hadn't found on uh the free site i mean i've been online shopping for candles um (laughs) before we started recording eric and i were talking about candles and you know how 
I I assume that they're more popular than ever. I'm sure sales are doing just fine because people, more people are working from home, staying indoors, and you want to create a vibe, yeah. you know, help yourself feel safe and make your home smell good. And um, so that's been, <laughs> that's how I've been occupying some of my time is just looking at candle reviews. So we do have an article uh, with 20 ways to keep yourself busy if you're self-quarantining right now. I'm sure there are many, many more ways. We would love to hear what you guys are doing to stay occupied and stay calm. Um, email us at podcast at realtor.com or find us on Facebook or Twitter. We're at House Party Pod. We'd just love to get your ideas so we're not all going stir crazy here. Yeah. I mean, in terms of working from home, where have you guys been setting up? I, I've i been calling it. I, well, I'm still getting set up in my apartment and I don't have a desk or like a table. So I've been using a suitcase as a table when I call into video meetings. So sometimes you'll see it rolling around a little bit. Huh. Is that to get the best angle? Yeah, it's just so that it's not like sitting on my lap and moving around, bouncing around a lot. I, I too have been, I'm just more comfortable. I know like working on, you're not supposed to work on the couch. You're supposed to work in a different place than you relax or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a designated desk. Um, I probably should be working at our dining table. Uh, I start off there and then I just get kind of uncomfortable and I'm like, I want to go sit on the couch. So that sort of becomes my spot. Um, right now I'm in a closet though. So <laughs> that's even <laughs> less comfortable. I'm an, also in a closet. <laughs> Podcasting huh. in the times of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I am coming to you from the comfort of my desk. I am sorry to report that I do have a desk. Um, yeah, your brag. work from home situation looks the nicest out of all of ours. For sure. And we see you on video every day. Yeah, it's pretty. I cleaned it up actually last weekend when, you know, it was like, not that you would be able to see it on a video chat. But uh, yeah, so we, I have an office uh, and um, it's pretty comfy, I guess. I, you know, desk and chair and, uh, but you know, we do, you know, I don't want to like lock myself away for eight hours a day either. So I, you know, I, I, I alternate between the office and the kitchen. <laughs> we can either talk about this now or we can save it for next week if we need topics, but um, getting a sense for everybody's decor style or that kind of thing. Yeah. Because Natalie noticed the art on your wall this morning during our meeting. Oh, okay. Um, and I was going to ask you how much care do you put into whatever backdrop you're showing? <laughs> well, <In a> meeting. <laughs> like staging I, I, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can't help but notice what everybody's, you know. Yeah, I don't stage it. I mean, it's like the stuff that's on my walls. I, I did, I did turn around today and and sat sat at a different angle. So yeah, I had to laugh this morning. We were on um, a company wide meeting, and one of our executives, that her background was part of her kitchen, and then a wine rack that had one lonely bottle of wine <laughs> in it. And so everybody was commenting on the live stream saying, Tracy, we're very concerned that you only have one bottle of wine. Do we need to ship you some immediately? Yeah, I, d I noticed that too. I was like, what? <laughs> there's probably spots for, I'm guessing, 25 to 30 bottles, but there's just the single bottle. <laughs> Natalie, do you pay attention to... Yeah, I... Come, I... You know, I, I go into the meeting 30 minutes early and I stage the background and I put up a photo. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I would have to admit that I'm a little self-conscious of what you guys are looking at. 
when we're on video. For sure. I mean, I don't care that much because we're all friends and we've been working together for a long time. But I certainly did not put on makeup for you. I put makeup on because I was about to venture out to the store. There you go. Mm. Which is recent, recent enough. You, you do you, boo. Absolutely. Regardless of how you're getting through these days, we hope that, you know, you're being healthy and safe, both physically and mentally. Um, and uh, let's talk about some celebrity news. You guys want to get into it? Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen have had their Massachusetts house on the market now. I believe it came on the market last October at $40 million. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cha-ching. At the time, there was talk in New England like, oh, no, does this mean Tom is leaving the Patriots? And I think he even put, issued a statement saying, you know, people make transactions all the time. You know, some corporate baloney. Yeah, yeah, downplayed it, and um, the price was slashed then a month later to 33.9, which kind of fueled another round of, like, what is Tom Brady up to? And then the other shoe finally dropped when he announced he will sign a contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so he will actually be leaving Massachusetts. But yeah, so we uh, came up this week. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to look at the homes in the Tampa area that we kind of said, hey, Tom, if you're thinking of buying a place down here in Florida where you are will be spending your football season, maybe you'd want to buy something down in the hey, Tampa Tom. area. Hey, Tom. I mean... They're very different. The first one, what would we call it? This one just feels more, like you said, nautically inclined um, because it is on <laughs> 700 feet of shoreline. Um, the, the the second one is a bit more traditional in architecture. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know, like, is it kind of Mediterranean? Yeah, it has it has a, a Mediterranean. A little bit of Medi- Mediterranean vibe. That roof. Yeah. Mm. Um, that one's gorgeous. And then this, the third one is extremely modern. Um, white and right. black, very clean lines. And that one's actually the the, the least expensive of the three. So um, Right. And, and and to put it in perspective, yes, the, the cheapest one is that we've suggested for Tom Brady is seven million dollars. So um, yeah. the other two one is uh, one is eight and a steal. One one is eight and the other's ten point nine. And if you wanted to see these homes for yourself, just search on Tom Brady, Tampa, realtor.com on your favorite search engine, and you'll find this article. I'd, I'd be curious to know what, what folks think about these three that we're suggesting. I, I, I like the third one because it's not, it's not exactly, it's not exactly done yet. It's going, it's scheduled to be completed just within the next month or two. So an owner can still come in and ask for some custom finishings and, uh, that seems to suit them better. I the, both of the home that they had built in Brentwood that they sold, and then the home that they had in Massachusetts were homes that were custom built for them. So I don't know that they're into the whole idea of buying uh, someone else's mansion. Breaking news! Break what? The third one is already pending. So whoa! Oh, the third. Okay, so it might not be an option, or perhaps they have already put, put in an in offer, offer, and they are the pending owners. Whoa! Oh my gosh! Watch us that, pick when, it. Watch, watch Eric just pick it right there. Has that ever happened? Have we ever accurately, <laughs> correctly picked a house for a celebrity? No, Sat. Don't. <laughs> I wish we had. I wish. It's okay. I, I, I mean, that, that would be incredible. <laughs> if you had to bet on it, what, what would, what, what, uh, chan- what are your chances of them actually choosing one of these? Do you think? Zero point zero zero one. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm glad that you have, you're very confident in yourself. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's it's tough to say because I, I think that they may be privy to uh, properties that may not even hit the MLS. So they may have options that we don't even know about. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this one for sure. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Speaking of on the water. What? Yeah, straight up on the water. Um, we can move on to the next house we were going to talk about. Um, we all know Shel Silverstein, the author, children's book author. He used to own a houseboat in Sausalito. It's in California for our non-California listeners. Yeah, Eric, I mean, this this houseboat, it's it's pretty yeah. equipped. Would you say? Uh, yeah, it's it's equipped and eclectic. Silverstein owned it uh, in from the ni- late sixties, nineteen sixty seven, up until he died in nineteen ninety nine, and it's on from the outside. It's uh, what you would call, I guess, unassuming it, or Absolutely. almost <laughs> almost. It just looks like kind of a pile of wood. Mm-hmm. It, it has a really uh, rustic vibe from the exterior, <laughs> but but once you go inside, it is. It's really, so nice. Really it's cool. It's really nice. It's yeah. very cool. I yeah, I mean the exterior gives no hint of what you'd find on the interior and it's 1200 square feet. Um let's talk about the interiors a little bit. I mean Sure. The walls, it's 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 a it's a pretty modern farmhouse vibe inside, if I oh, can be quite honest with you. A little bit, yeah, um, with, the, with the white and the subway tile. and. Yep, there's some subway tile in the kitchen, the bathroom. Uh, or no, not in the kitchen, but in the bathroom. Uh, black and white. I thought it's more is, contemporary than farmhouse. You'd call it more contemporary. Okay, no, maybe I'm just, just assuming that that black and white color palette. But it looks very clean, very modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many bedrooms does this place have? Well, it's it says, I believe it's listed as one, but okay. uh, there are, in, if you look at the listing photos, there's a second bedroom, or second bed, I, I don't know if it's a bedroom, that's like suspended from the ceiling. I know, it's that's almost, super cool. Kind of. It is cool. Scary, uh, but also cool. Yeah, I don't know that I would sleep in this bed. It's, it looks like kind that's of like a- probably for a child right it's a lofted murphy style bed um yeah. but it's a few feet off the ground and how much is this on the market for it's it's it, under a million right oh yeah no it's it's uh 783 right now okay and, um i don't know that you could actually set sail this is just a barge that they've converted into a house i don't know that it actually is is uh, seaworthy i feel like you wouldn't really want to. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I, I think a lot of these houseboats in uh, Sausalito are pretty stationary. They just stay there, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it really just it does seem like very contained and and it has everything that you need. Right. Yeah. And it, it it's not it's definitely not if you're opposed to like tracked, you know, suburbia style living. This is the antidote to that for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really see it as any different. And in fact, seems better than my current situation where I'm stuck in an apartment. So <laughs> right. I don't have a At yard. At least here or... you're on the water and you have beautiful yeah. nature around you. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. And I dig the decor of this place. And it just it seems really um, calming and peaceful, especially in this time that we're in. Yeah. And oh. it has historic roots. Which yes. Is cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's talk about... Christian Audigier. Oh, do we have to? 
I'm I've been looking forward to talking about this house, because actually. I have no idea what you're talking about. So we in in the interest of full disclosure, we went over some of the topics we were going to talk about today and this Christian Odege home is one of them. Christian Odege was a clothing and accessories designer, would we call him or was he an yeah. entrepreneur? Um- a fashion mogul of of sorts. I don't know who this is. Rachel doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, so that that left us a bit shook. So Christian Odege, I mean, his his designs are iconic because they kind of look like tattoos, sort of. Um, well, the no, Ed Hardy uh, and the Von Dutch. Yes, were his two right. labels. So Christian, yeah, he was behind like the the resurgence, not the resurgence, but the the mollification of the Ed Hardy and Von Dutch mm-hmm. brands. By 2009, sales exceeded $700 million for the Ed Hardy brand. Okay. 2009. So so that was the peak of his success, is what we would say. Yeah, it was omnipresent throughout the, two, the 2000s, the, early, the first decade of the 2000s, but by 2009, it had kind of reached okay. its peak. I mean, yeah, pop, that, that whole era, yeah, the hills. I mean, so the vibe I just see, it's, <laughs> it's like... It's always it always to the comes hills back to the hills for me. No, but it was like I mean I think you mentioned yesterday too like Jersey Shore people wore his clothing. Yes. Um, John Gosselin. That's what I saw when I looked at the designs. But what can you describe? What the the vibe? What the aesthetic is here? Yeah, it's like it's like tattoos. Like for people that didn't want to get a tattoo on their body, they would wear. It's like tattoo art. Like in a T-shirt, but very garish. Yeah, lots of colors. Very loud. Often um, rhinestones, yeah. in, rhinestone encrusted mm-hmm. sequins. Yeah. Um, fashion. Not. I won't. I don't want to say forward, but fashion faux pas yeah. almost. Just very, and it, it appealed to a certain segment. Paris of, uh, Hilton, Lindsay Lohan. So maybe very California. Did this bypass the entire state of Tennessee while I was living <laughs> no. there? No. Eric says no, absolutely it did not. not. <laughs> it, it, this, this was a nationwide brand. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a it's it's kind of a joke in itself a little bit, just because it, it right. did fall so out of fashion, and it was just like yeah, kind of douche douche, <laughs> like a douche uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, a lot of jokes were poked at at folks that still wore Ed Hardy when it was past yeah, its prime. Yeah, just um, but so should we talk about the fact that Christian, what is it, Adige's house is not trashy looking it's quite nice that is the great you know surprise is that his house is yes quite classy looking um and his house uh is listed that's why we're talking about christian autage um so his house is in hancock park which is a really cool historic neighborhood in los angeles it's it's close to hollywood but it feels more residential this place is a mediterranean style mansion um super old built in 1915 uh it's listed for just shy of nine million, and yep. I mean, Rachel, you must love this place. I dig it. Mediterranean. I d- I dig the decor yeah. too. Can can we can we first put in though that uh, Mr. Odege is not with us any longer? Yeah, we. Um, <laughs> I, I spoke about him in the past tense. Uh, however, yes, we should definitely note that Mr. Odege passed away um, a couple years ago, right? 2015 and yeah. this house is still he it's still in his name mm-hmm. uh it's been on the market before it was on the market as early as 2010 so it's been on the market for a long time i think it has been used as a rental 
you know, I think as a month to month rental. Mm -hmm. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous home. And yeah, I know, Rachel, you said you loved elements of this home for sure. I mean, it's Mediterranean, so I like that. I like the bones of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But even his decor, it's it's um, sassy and classy, I would say. Yeah, he's got bold colors, but it's not tacky i don't think right it's it's not it's no it's no dr phil jordan mcgraw i mean it's a li- it's veering almost in that direction but comes back from the edge right yeah it's I um so. i i love the crown molding it, it I, i'm gonna say it's original from 1915 i don't know that but i'm just gonna wish that it is go with and, it yeah. dream that it is um and the one thing in this house that kind of is a nod to mr Ardige and the ed hardy kind of lifestyle i think is the motorcycle parked mm. ever so discreetly in the living room mm. i don't know if you guys noticed that well there's also one parked in the dining room is there or maybe that's the oh yeah there is <laughs> <laughs> would you look at that so a motorcycle pops up here and there. Rachel, how do you feel about the backyard, the pool situation, everything? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I love that tile, the blue tile pool is And having having a backyard that big in the Hancock yes. Park neighborhood um yes. is rare. It's it's even luxury homes in that area, the the lots are just so close together, and this is a deep lot. Yeah, this goes this goes back quite a ways. It's a good it's a good buy. Whoever scoops this up, I think. Um, I, oh, yeah. I'm assuming that this backyard. is going to go. I'm assuming that this will go for asking. Uh, if if not, yeah. I, I given given what we're going through right now, I don't know. But yes, right. in in <laughs> normal circumstances, yes, I would totally say that this would go for asking. Like it, but it, the only thing that gives me pause though to that is that like I say, it's been on the market before. Yeah. It was on the market for a long time between 2010 and 2014 while ODJ was still alive. I so, mean 2010, 2010 people were still kind of wary because of, you know, the, the recession, recession and yeah, so mm-hmm. Maybe it'll have better luck this time, but and the remnants of the Ed Hardy brand. <laughs> they were still like, "Oh, this is the- Ed. Ed Hardy owns this place. Oh no, oh no." They just needed somebody like me to come along and buy it. Yeah, there you go, Rachel. S- somebody who has no knowledge of Ed Hardy at all. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's move on to winners and losers, guys. Each week, we look at the celebs that made a good real estate deal and a bad real estate deal. And this week, um, here's who we chose. We choose one winner and one loser. Let's start with our loser, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Yes, Rosie is selling a mansion in Saddle River, New Jersey, and it's been on the market before. Mm-hmm. In 2013, Rosie bought this place for 6.375, and now she has it on the market for $6 million. So she's willing to take a loss just to get out of Saddle River, New Jersey. And so, yeah, like you said, she listed it for less than she bought it for. So she's just, I don't want to say desperate, but she's, she's <laughs> yeah. ready to go. She is ready to go. She's ready for a buyer. This place was on the market in... 2015 yeah 2015 and then dropped it price again in 2016 and 2018 so yeah it's it's been on the market before it just has had trouble attracting a right buyer i mean the interiors are dated but they have potential i think um there's 
like wallpaper in some rooms that that can be taken down and painted over. Um, yeah, that weird <laughs> chandelier in the breakfast room that's kind of reminds me of like yeah. the ceiling at the Paris Hotel in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's got that kind of. <laughs> kind of got that painting on the ceiling yeah i don't know exactly what the what the vibe is there but uh yeah it's marketed as an english country estate and it's on over five acres it was yeah it's it's the backyard's cool the big pool and and well this i mean it's a gorgeous house i I, you know i think i liked the pub i don't know if you ran across the pub but it's like a old wooden kind of pub in there Mm -hmm. it's got a screening room it's got all the kind of the the luxury amenities that celebrities are looking for or you know not even just celebrities but wealthy folks are looking for but yeah the decor and the fixtures are a little dated yeah okay let's move on to our winner our winner this week is jason statham (laughs) actor um movie star some might say uh a lister a lister uh action hero so Jason Statham is selling a gorgeous renovated mid-century modern home. Um, it's very minimalist. And w- we are considering him our winner, partly for the fact that he bought this place in 2015 for $2.7 million, mm-hmm. and then now has embarked on a renovation project and is putting it back on the market for $7 yes, million? Yes, just under 7 So, yeah, so... Uh, the renovation work we talked to the agent down there and he said it was a complete restoration and statham did an awesome job of making it look even better mm-hmm. and cooler yeah this was this home in architectural digest right it was in uh yeah he did a feature in architectural digest and i don't know if it focused just on this home i might have but uh, yeah he's apparently very into architecture and very into mid-century homes yeah let's talk about the sauna in the backyard um and the post-workout ice bath. I don't know if those if those convey with the home. Yeah. But, uh, and then there's also that I like think, shower thing. Yeah, you're more you're more troubled by the shower. Well, you? it's just a pipe. It's <laughs> in, <laughs> in terms of outdoor showers, it's it's pretty minimalist. I mean, minimal is the theme of this house, but uh, it's just industrial looking. I think. Very yeah, very industrial, very utilitarian, and it just. I'm sure it probably looks better in person it doesn't look as chintzy in person but for seven million dollars i'd expect a little more than just like a pipe industrial pipe shower but i'm sure it's it's super designy and it probably costs a lot of money and but yeah so jason statham uh for refurbishing this mid-century modern home and putting on the market for seven million hopefully he'll get his price uh he is our winner of the week yes yes And that's it for House Party. That's it for this week. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Uh, As I stated up at the top of the show, please rate and review. Um, Please subscribe if you want to get episodes delivered to your phone or your tablet, anywhere where you listen. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us, podcast at realtor.com. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you can give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. We are at House Party Pod on both. Uh, we would love to hear from you wherever you want to communicate with us. And then if you want to find any of the stories that we talked about today, go to realtor.com slash news or type in the topic and realtor.com into whatever your favorite search engine is. It should come right up. Yep. That is it for this week. And we will catch you later. Please stay safe and uh, stay happy. Bye. 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 Bye.